right, Gordon, I'm going to bring back an old bit, but I think it's fun. The confidence o meter Zero to 1,000. What is your confidence this will be Zach Wilson's final season at BYU? I put it at about 900. Wow, okay. Strong by Gordon. He's on a bunch of draft boards. I've seen him as high as the second best quarterback out there, which seems extraordinarily high, but that's the kind of attention he's getting. There are some caveats there. Uh, one is if he stays healthy, that could play a role in it. But if he keeps playing like he is right now, I don't see any reason for him to come back. Craig Bowlerjack. What do you think the Jazz offseason priorities would be? Obviously Donovan, number one, and then Rudy, number two, and Jordan Clarkson, 2A. I think you have to keep the bench solid with Jordan Clarkson as a centerpiece that comes off that bench. And then the big discussion, you know, how many beans are going to be in the box? We don't know. And the Jazz actually, with the situation at COVID, no fans in the stands, it's been difficult because of COVID. So that brings me then to the next question is, if you pay one player max, then you have another player who is qualified for super max, and that's where the discussion gets heavy. It's going to be interesting to see how this all turns out. Riley Nelson with us here on The Big Show. If we were to limit you to a declarative statement about Zach Wilson, what would your story be? I think he's shown some tremendous skill. I think he's got some great work. He's very complete as a thrower of the football. I also think his understanding of the game is really good. He's done extremely well against the competition this year, but the reality is I don't feel that this particular season has been tested to the degree that I'd like to see it to call him a bona fide can't-miss NFL guy. He's only 20 years old, so there's plenty of space before this guy reaches his ceiling. I think he is an NFL prospect, but is he a finished prospect as a college football player? No. The former Ute, Christian Cox with us. How weird is it for it to be October and you won't play till the 7th of November? Yeah, you know, what a hard thing, especially to be a senior. I think about my own situation, right? Going into my senior year in 2010, I wasn't first-team all-conference. I wasn't even on the radar to get a shot to play in the league. And you need those games. The games are what separate you to let you catapult up to the next level. I'm glad to see that there will be some games, but so hard for those guys. And whether this is too harsh of an opinion, I think the Pac-12 could have played a little sooner. Founder of College Football Country is Josh Parcell. From a national perspective, how important is it that BYU beat Boise State coming up in a few weeks? Boise State is definitely going to be the best team that they play all year long. You win that game, you're undefeated. You're certainly in a New Year's Six Bowl at that point, assuming we have them. I don't think that's going to be enough, even if they win convincingly, for me to feel comfortable with them going to the playoffs. So it's an important game, but if fans are thinking that that's the game that's going to be their ticket to winning a debate against a one-loss Power Five conference champion, I don't think it's going to be enough, personally. Wait, you're supposed to wash your underwear? Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Everybody's working Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. 
It's a football Friday on the big show, 97.5 and 1280. The zone sounds of the week right there, brought to you by our friends at Syringa Networks, home to complete business, telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. We're live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. It is a football Friday. That means, Gordon... Coach Max with us. What's going on, Coach? How are you? I'm good, Jack. How are you? I'm fine. Alema is not with us. He's he's calling a, a high school game coming yeah, up. Yeah, 3 o'clock, yeah. Well, uh, big time again on the yeah, show. Well, yeah, well, you know, he's got more important things to do. Uh, yeah, like be on TV. Uh, well, be, well, he's a, glamorous. Hey, he's uh, a media star. <laughs> <laughs> he is. What do you think about uh, uh, Alema big time in us, Gordon? Uh, Well, uh, some people, you know, it doesn't matter whether they show up or not. (laughs) Oh, shots fired. (laughs) Wow. I tell you what, Gordon. Gordon, Gordon, are you you grumpy today or just? No, I'm not grumpy. I'm just kidding. I like giving a limo a hard time. Grand opening. Uh, Mac, can you believe that he at one point uh, tried to reign supreme over me in the fashion world? And so ever since he dogged me on that, I, I've, I've been trying to get even with him, you know, because I think a lemma, me, a lemma, me, you know, it's about even when it comes to how well dressed we are. What well, did- Gordon, you know, I know you and I know him. So he's he's he might have you in the dress. He's got he's got you. He, I think he's got you. I'm being sarcastic, Mac. What did uh, what did a lemma call your hat, Gordon? That you always wear a dad hat. Isn't that what he said? What's the matter with a dad hat? There's nothing wrong with a dad hat. <laughs> and speaking of hats, I saw a picture of Mac the other day at football practice wearing a BYU cap. You wow. no, you didn't. Really? Hey, so here's here's what happened. Where did that come from? I told the guy who loaned me the hat. I said, "Don't send this out on." whatever you call viral or whatever. And I said, because it was freezing, right? And I didn't have a cap. He said, well, I got a, a cap you can use. It's a BYU cap. I said, okay, I don't care as long as it's warm. And, and But I don't want you to send it out on on social media, you know. So what did the clown do? He sends it out. Gordon has a copy of it. Well, you know whose fault that is. Who? It may may be your your uh, beloved bride. Who oh, may have, She yeah. sent it out. There's no way. <laughs> I hope I don't get Vicky in trouble for wow. that. Wow! Oh my God! How about I mean, that? wow! I mean, what is she doing? Is she just uh, text, she texted just, to you, Gordon? Yeah, she sent it to me and one other person. Okay, and uh, right. we were we were just going back and forth. So it's it, not just, out. In the social media, no, yeah, but I yeah, just sort of, yeah, I just sort of said it. Danny, so Danny Larson, it was his hat. He's a big BYU uh-huh. guy, right? I said, Danny, I, I don't mind wearing the hat because really, we're not really worried about BYU anymore. That's not <laughs> something that, that, that we're more, more worried about USC than we are about BYU at this point, right? And I have a lot of respect for BYU's program and for their coaching staff and their players so i don't mind wearing the hat now maybe back 15 years ago (laughs) i i wouldn't have touched the hat and when they and when they beat us 19 out of 21 years for sure i wouldn't have wore a byu hat i'd have have been in hiding someplace well you you rock all sorts of gear though you're you're rocking a a beavers uh sweatshirt today uh, i got more oregon state gear 
than anybody in the world. A lot of came. beaver stuff, huh? Because when Gary was up there and I'd go up there and help him, they'd send me back home with a box of stuff. They'd gear you up. I mean, well, they, so I'd go into the equipment guy. He'd say, what do you want? And just like I got a lot of Michigan stuff for when I was back there because the guy who was the equipment guy at Michigan at that time was from Colorado State, right? And so I knew him. He said, whatever you need, coach, just let me know. So, so, so you let him know. So I'd go in and say, what kind of shoes you want? What kind of coat you want? I mean, I got I got some nice Michigan stuff. So <laughs> What's the, what's the well, hat today? Oh, Conference well, of Champions, I, Pac-12 hat today. Yeah, see, so. Max. Yeah, it looks good. Mac, I got the backstory on it. That was clearly explained to me that it was just because you were out there, you know, doing doing a good service and uh, freezing your your uh, your uh, your ears off, and so True you story. needed a warm hat. That just happened to be the hat that was available to you. But I just thought I'd have a little hey, fun you with that. Bring, you had to bring it up right away, don't go. No, you got to get right to that. You got right to <laughs> it. You get a piece of blackmail like that. I'm thinking, hey. Danny Larson must have ditched me, but it wasn't Danny. <laughs> no. It was Vicky. It was Vicky. It was Vicky, but it was all in good fun. It wasn't like, a, you know, it meant anything. We, Besides, I think what you said there, Mac, I think speaks highly of you, that, uh, you know, you have respect for the guys down there, and it it's really doesn't matter anymore, does it? I mean, no, come on. Not, not really. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I do. I think, you know, I, I have the utmost respect for those guys I really love the football team they have right now. I love their character. I love their 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 ability to play under duress. And everybody said that the last game was like a gimme or something. It was no gimme. I mean, Houston dominated the third quarter, and then BYU was able to turn it around in the fourth quarter. Put the pedal down. So yeah. it wasn't like it was a mismatch that the uh, defensive end that played on BYU's right tackle. I mean, he worked the right tackle from BYU the whole game. and uh, But I tell you what, in the fourth quarter, BYU stood up, made plays, and the defense made plays. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, it, it just showed a lot of the char- about the character of that team and the ability to, to play when the game is on the line. And uh, they dealt with some adversity in the game. I mean, that one fourth down they went for on the goal line, which I don't know why. That, I don't that that play calls mystified me, and uh, it, because of the defense they were in, right? There, there's no way that 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 play was going to succeed, and then they didn't get it. They didn't kick the field goal there. They they so they lost the possession there, and uh, so there was a couple of couple of three times in that game where BYU had to answer adversity. And then the best wide receiver got hurt, and uh, I thought that uh, I thought the Wilson kid was phenomenal, you know, in that mm-hmm. game, the plays that he made. And, well, when you Mac, when you score twenty nine unanswered points down the stretch, that's saying something about your team. Absolutely, absolutely, because all of a sudden, once they really challenged Houston, Houston kind of, you know, their whole they just went dead you know i mean their team just went kind of and byu just kept rolling do you know uh do you know coach dana holgerson at all no but i he was at uh 
West Virginia before, right? For a long time, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean, he's won a lot of football games. He's, I a, mean, pretty, he's a pretty colorful guy, you know. He is. Yeah, kind of a showman type guy. I don't uh, I He's one of the few coaches that I've seen go from a P5 to a G5 level, and I always found that interesting. Yeah, but he's he's a lot of he's very energetic guy has a lot of energy, and I I can imagine he's probably a really good recruiter and and uh, and the whole thing. So yeah, he's yeah, I mean I don't know him, but I know a little bit about him, but not not, but I've never met him. No. Max, since we're talking about that game, I and you you mentioned uh, Houston was playing tough for uh, a good measure of the game. What do you think of what was Houston doing defensively that you mentioned that was able to pretty well stone BYU's run game? Well, they were filling their gaps really well, and they were attacking on defense, and and they were kind of winning the line of scrimmage a lot, and and not allowing BYU offensive linemen to get to the second level, and and hold you know, and, and so they were. It all started because they were really aggressive in the front. And and it helped it let the linebackers play freer, and then in the fourth quarter, when Houston kind of slowed down, then the offensive linemen were getting the second level. And all of a sudden, all those zone plays or what the creases become huge. And and it's funny because in the third quarter, they did a pan over on the on the. Houston sideline, and all the defensive linemen were over there just chuckling it up, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're having a good time. We're beating <laughs> the crap out of these guys. And the D-line coach or coordinator, he goes over and rips those guys, right? And he's in their face over there. And then all of a sudden, they're all just, you know, like the mm-hmm. air is blown out of their bubble, <laughs> you know. And I'm thinking, boy, this is going to be interesting to see how these guys react to what their coach just ripped them. Because they're over there talking a bunch of jam, you know, about what's going on in the game, how they're kicking their guys' butts up front and, and having fun doing it, you know. And uh, and so the clown show went from a real show, and, you know, it it, it's, it turned on them. It, tur- it turned on them big time. Yeah, it, t- it turned on them. And I tell you what, if I was a D lineman, I wouldn't be real happy to be in that film on, on uh, the next day. You don't think that went well, huh? No, not especially <laughs> especially late in the game, you know, because the one defensive end that was on the right tackle, he was he was having a picnic out there and then all of a sudden his picnic ended and it'd be interesting to see see what you know. I'm always thinking, okay, what's the position coach gonna say to this guy? And what's the head coach gonna say to the position coach? And, you know, when he says, what's the matter with your dummies? And the guy says, I don't know. They were dominating for three quarters. <laughs> they went to sleep in the fourth quarter. How much, not to get off topic, but how much negative stuff do you show your guys with, with film? How, how is that balance after a, after Boy, a game I, like I, that? I tell you what, like, sometimes, well, that's a good question. Because there's been times when we played badly, and I would put all of the bad film just on one film, and just keep repeating it over and over and over <laughs> again, and and then and then I would put the good part 
after the baptism. Now, if you'd have done this instead of that, and then and then it depends on the makeup of your team. Mm-hmm. If you've got strong people, they'll respond to the negative because they don't want to see that. Right, right. But if you've got weak people, I mean, they just go down in, in a, you know, in a, in a, um, you know, like just like they've been beaten up and they just kind of want to hide. So it just it just depends on the mental makeup probably of your team. Because um, it seems to me that's an interesting balance. And, and Gordon, um, you know, you covered Jerry Sloan for such a long time. You could set your watch by it. Jerry, after wins, would be critical of his of his team. And after losses, you know, he'd be a little bit more no big deal. Right. Yeah, if the, and, if the effort was good. If the uh, uh, that, right, yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah. It, it's a delicate balance. Well, I've always, I've always found that fascinating, Mag. Just like Jake does, that where do you draw the line? How do you, how do you read your team to get your points across, but to not to drive them into the ground? And uh, you know, you have to, you have to find that line with a team because I've seen some coaches that are just maniacs, uh, but it seems like the good ones know how far to take it and where not to go. Yeah. So what, what, what your hope is that, that you got a good read on your your group, and that you just don't go, you know. I mean, I've gone off sometimes on guys when we when we didn't play well because either they quit on a play or they didn't hustle or they or they ran or they ran the wrong route or they, you know, I mean, you ran this same route. A thousand times, and you ran a correctly. Now all of a sudden, you get in this game, you get the same coverage. Why did you run a different route? And then the player looks at you. Usually, usually his answer is, "I don't know." <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know. But 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 Jake, I've seen Mac in action in this very uh, along this very vein because when I when I went down to Camp Carbon that time, uh, Mac was out on the field and he was going around observing various, uh, you know, practice activities with the different groups and whatnot. And he was watching the offensive line, and they they were getting beat. They were getting beat in this drill. And I watched Mac, you know, because uh, Mac, Mac is, uh, you know, chummy with everybody. He knows uh, uh, details about their lives and having out there, having a good time, making them feel good. But when those offensive linemen did not do their jobs right – Mac went over there, and Mac, I thought you were going to. I mean, he was mad. You were mad, or if you weren't mad, you were. You deserve an Oscar for uh, your performance. But he got after these guys, and you got. And he was up and down, and he was showing them how to do it. You were on the ground, Mac, and I was looking at you, and very animated. And I'll be daggone if those guys didn't respond to that because uh, there weren't the same problems after uh, you got after them. Because you know. What was acceptable at at that time in, in the history of Utah football? You know what was acceptable to those guys wasn't acceptable. In other words, they were used to a certain way of doing things, and when they didn't feel like producing, they just you know maybe we'll take the day off. <laughs> but there are no days off in in life, and there's, there's no days off in practice, you know. I mean, it's just, you know, in other words, uh, 
you know, you got these guys that say, oh, I'm a, don't worry about me. I play on game day, you know. <laughs> you know, I mean, you got, you got those guys, you know, like, hey, don't worry about me. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to be, I'm going to be good on game day. Well, you made the same mistake today that you made on Saturday. Why is that? If you're such a star, you know, that that you're a game day guy, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't know how many times in a lifetime I've heard that, you know, that, that, uh, I can remember with high, in high school, we had a really good team. We were, we didn't lose any games for like three years or something. And, and we had a, a good running back, this guy, Norm Eckenrode, never forgot him. And, he always told the line, he says, I don't need you guys. I can do it without you. Oh, right? okay. So, so what we do is we would tell the other team what play we were running. <laughs> and we'd say, okay, he's running right here. <laughs> and, 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 and all of a sudden, here comes this linebacker. And you boom! And Ekero goes backwards and the ball goes up the air. And, and, and he goes, what the hell's wrong with you guys? I said, yeah. what are you talking about? You said you can do it by yourself. You don't need us, you know. And then we did That's it. That's funny. We did it about four times in a row. Just pointing, hey, hey, he's coming here, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And and, and uh, he's and, running right. Here. Yeah, yeah. So so he, he learned a lesson the hard yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Got to be he, be a better because, teammate because he know? was walking around like he owned the world. Oh, you know? that's I mean, so funny. I mean, you hey, Hey, dude! I don't need you guys, man. I get that old. Jake, Jake, let me tell you. Let me tell you another story about Mac because it, it goes beyond just the players. Uh, Mac was uh, kind enough to let me observe uh, coaches' meeting that he had that day, and you know you'd had a practice I think uh, earlier, and then everybody got together, and uh, I, I can't remember what order it went in, but all the assistants were there in the room. And Mac went around the room and asked each of the the coaches about their responsibility and the, the players that were under their supervision. And uh, Mac, I was impressed because, and, and, and Jake, I don't remember what I did yesterday, but I remember this. It was 25 years ago or so. But uh, Mac, you held those guys accountable, and you wanted to know details. And if somebody didn't really have a good answer. Uh, it was interesting with the head coach's position. I mean, not only do you have to shepherd all your players, but you have to sort of guide your your assistants along too, and they have to do their jobs. Yeah, well, you know, like uh, a lot of those defensive assistants, you know, were real experienced guys. You know, you they knew exactly. You didn't have to tell them anything. They knew. You know, but then some guys who were, were a little younger, maybe a little less experienced, you know, and you knew and you and a lot of those guys had played for me. So I could get on them because I used to get on them when they played for right. me. Right. So they were used to it, you know, but maybe somebody that was a foreigner, a guy from outside, he wasn't used to. Right. You know, uh, but one thing I, I, I learned a long time ago is. You can be really negative. You can be on their on their butt pretty good, but at the end of the day, you need to make sure that you, whoever you talk, whoever you really ripped hard, at you talk to him before he leaves the locker room, hmm. to let him know that you care about him, but but that you hold him responsible. Hmm. 
Uh, one more quick film-related question, and then uh, we're going to talk to uh, Tom. If, okay. if you were the head coach of the New York Giants today, how many times <laughs> would you show Daniel Jones tripping on the 10-yard line in a meeting? Did you see that? No, I didn't. You didn't see that? Oh, no, I'm going to have to I show was, it to you during the break. I was watching Trump last <laughs> night. Uh, I, uh, well, you need to see this highlight because Daniel Jones, I mean, Gordon, he was running away from the secondary. I mean, he mm. was moving. He gets mm. to about the 10-yard line, and, and, he and then he starts to wobble, and then, bam, <laughs> down he goes. Well, I'll tell you what. So who won the game? Uh, well, the it Eagles. wasn't the Giants. The Eagles, yeah. <laughs> the Eagles won the game. So in the film, you know, probably depending on, on the coordinator, uh-huh. he's probably playing that over and over. <laughs> and and uh, the Jones kid is watching that. How come you? How come you tripped? Are you that stupid? And and, and, and Jones kid will say, "I don't know what happened." And then all of the offensive linemen are in there laughing, you know. And there, and then the coach really gets mad. Here you go, coach. Can you see that? Going to the thirty, the forty, the fifty. Running away from guys. Oh. Uh, no way. Bam. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope they scored after that. Oh, I don't even know. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's just tearing up the Internet today. Does he look like he's going down? No. No. Wobble, he... wobble, wobble, down. <laughs> Amazing. Frazier goes down. Tom from the warehouse with us, 1825 South. 300 West. Hey, Clayton jumping so, on with us hey, as well. So Tom's got some good stories today. Coach, <laughs> we're going to give some deals today that you like it when I blow your mind. Yeah, I do. Well, look at this, I, Coach. I'm not real happy with that. This, this, yeah, me neither. We had somebody come in and buy something, and they paid $100 in cash. And then I deposited it at the bank, and the bank calls me up and says, you need to come get this. It's a counterfeit $100 Ooh. bill. Looking right at it right now. So so we got some guys just printing money at home. <laughs> Tell me, give me a call. <laughs> you know what, uh, Tom? Well, this is what I figured Gordon, out. Gordon, in all it, my it, years being in business, I've never taken a counterfeit. Really? This is the first first this well, this, it, this, it, this is what i figured out mac about tom in in his uh, more mature years he's gotten to a point where he feels uh benevolent and uh he, he charitable and wants to get everybody these great deals these ridiculous deals that are making him pennies uh and uh clayton's sitting over there going hey dad what about the next generation here man? what i'm saying gordon thank you so, so Clayton is saying that, but Tom doesn't listen because he's generous. He's uh, benevolent. He he wants to give. You know, Tom's so had his heyday. I'm just trying to get there still. This has my ears wide open. But we're not give we're not giving <laughs> a hundred dollar freebie counterfeit. I'm going to frame this and give it to Clayton in his stocking for Christmas. What? I got I got an idea that the counterfeiters listening to the program today. And, and if so, you are listening, I hope they catch you. And that you do some serious repenting. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> there you so, go. So what happens when you do get past something like that? Or is your is it your loss? It's my lunch. You have to eat it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's exactly right. 
nothing you can do about it. That stinks. Yeah, the Federal Reserve will make not not good on that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> well, it, let's say today's deals, uh, the mind-blowing deals we're going to get to, need to be paid in non-counterfeit non, bills. Is actual in actual currency? Yeah, we got yeah. we got to do that today. Unless some of the bills that we have to pay want to take the counterfeit bills. <laughs> right. Has anybody ever tried to pay you, Tom, and like trade like food or uh, you know some some service that they give? Give me that couch over there, and I'll uh, I'll come fix your plumbing. Uh, you, the, the one I hear the most is, is rather than, uh, I own a restaurant, is I have family. I have a big family. I will send them all to me. Give me I'll send them all to you, Tom. They're going to buy two housefuls of furniture. Just give me half price. Uh, right. Get that one a lot? Yeah. I, I learned a long time ago that. <laughs> That's a lot of talk. Yeah. Well, it's, consider- like, it's like politicians, how they talk and talk and make promises. A lot of that. Oh, hey, my we God. Hey, we we you, traded you a delivery. Think the, you know, if we hold all these guys responsible for what they're telling us, we have a whole new world. We'd be trillionaires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, gonna... I'm not fracking. I am frack. I don't know what the <laughs> heck. Hey, I am hey, not hey, taking counterfeit by, bills. I by, promise that. By the way, Pennsylvania, you know, they... Fracking? No, we're having that. <laughs> but you said a week ago we're not having that. Well, I check, didn't say it in that context. Check this out, Coach. We actually did trade a trade a delivery one time for so my the dad would let the daughter go on a date with me. Oh wow! Wow! wow. Like a is, is that yeah, like some sort of? We're still waiting for that. To yeah. Happen. Hey, man, I might be willing to make that deal with you, Tom. Uh, I don't hit my. Run. That's that, is that some sort of date dowry? It's my dad trying to align the marriage. Yeah. I, I, listen, I just, I just, I she just, was cute, so I, I had want no problem more with it. grandchildren. Hey, I tell you what, aren't I, your grandkids the best, Coach? Yo, absolutely. I just need yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, hey, let's hey. let's do one serious aspect. All right, one, to life here. We have the deal. Of all deals. And I made a phone call, and I called in some chips. You've had to make those calls, Coach. Absolutely. Somebody owes you a favor, and you need it paid back. Yeah. So I got 20 made in USA, either hybrid or gel-infused memory foam mattresses. Okay. I've got 10 of each. I've got 20. They will be here on Monday. These will be gone. This deal will be gone do not hesitate. He who hesitates either loses or dies. Well, let's not put the dies on. Well, if, if you're crossing in a crosswalk and you see an opening and then you hesitate, oh, you might get hit by a truck and you die. Well, that's, that's the best. That's a real Don't hesitate. Turn. Make a decision. That's let's a get little, this done. Uh, uh, hey, hey, you know what it's called in football? Jump over the fence. Yeah. In other words, if you got a guy that's a fence setter, in other words, when everything's going good, he's on the other side of the fence. When everything's going yeah. bad, he's on this side of the fence. But if you all jump over the fence, regardless of what happens, it's good, whether you win or lose, because you put everything into what you're doing. Exactly. Don't sit so on the fence get off here. the fence. Get off the fence. Jump over the dang fence, and let's get it done. <laughs> I'm going to do the Bluetooth base in a queen. Okay. So this is the one where you can use your Google Home, your Amazon Alexa, your smartphone, even if you're not smart, but you own a smartphone, right. you can download the app to make your adjustable bed. It's one of the very best. It's a $1,599 deal on Amazon if you want to buy it. 
I'm going to sell it to you with this $1,299 queen, either hybrid, so if you want springs to give you push, or all memory foam, gel-infused memory foam, the entire package, not 2900 bucks, $899. For the whole thing? For the entire package. That is unbelievable. There's only 20 mattresses. Jump over the fence. Jump over the fence. Do it. 1825 South, 300 West. It's the warehouse. More of Football Friday next, 97.5 and 1280 of the Zone. You're listening to another edition of Football Fridays with Alema Harrington and Ron McBride on The Big Show. Presented by Stonehaven Dental on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a football Friday on The Big Show from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Hey, Coach Mack. Hey, yo, my guy's on it. Oh, yeah? He's on it. He's always on it. Sean? Sean, yeah. our on-site engineer? Yeah, yeah, he's on the money. He's he's making it happen. Yeah. Uh, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Coach Mack. Uh, Alema Harrington is off uh, calling high school football, doing world-famous television things. What kind of outfits are you going to have on tonight, you think? Uh, you never know. Yeah. Mr. Mack probably has something cooked up for him good, I'm sure. He's uh, He's got that puffy hairdo. I can't quite. Yeah. You know, it's kind of weird, you know. I mean, it is of, a little bit, yeah. It's a little bit weird. Almost, almost, you know, too perfect. You guys, <laughs> you, you, you guys have all done TV, you know, and you've done other aspects of uh, media work and whatnot. For me, when I was doing the writing and the radio and the TV, TV was my least favorite of the three. Uh, just my opinion. Uh, I, I enjoy, you know, what we do on the radio is a lot of fun. And uh, the writing was a little more fulfilling. TV was, I don't know, it just wasn't uh, my favorite. Well, t- you know, the the uh, when we used to do that Sunday show, you know, for mm-hmm. uh, for TV, you know, on the Utah with, uh, and actually the guys who, who were the, Guys running it, I thought were really good. You know, they made it easy because they they really understood kind of what was going on and kind of knew what to say. You know, and so I I thought they made it easy for me because they kind of knew what to what to ask. Because you'd come in on Sunday after maybe you had a, a critical loss, you're not happy. Yeah, you don't you, want. Yeah, I'm not interested. Some guys I say, well. How come you fumbled on the three-yard line? <laughs> well, because the guy didn't possess the ball properly. Why didn't he possess the possess the ball properly? Well, should I blame it on the kid, the coach, or the head coach? So he said, "Well, you know, obviously we didn't teach him well enough." And then, well, who's teaching him? Well, I'm responsible for the guy teaching him. You know, so it just, you know, the, the buck. Stops at the yeah, top, yeah. regardless mm-hmm. of however you look at it. Yeah, my, you know, this is an interesting conversation. Gordon and I talk about it quite a bit. That Mike Leach throws his players under the bus all the time. Well, he does. Yeah, he's. It's, but he's he's a little more cerebral, cerebral type coach, and he's an interesting study, you know, because he's different, you know, and. Uh, uh, there's no way his players like that, though, right? No, 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 they don't. 
No, because he, nobody wants to be called out in the public media and say, well, he, you know, that guy's a dog or he's not, you know, he didn't do this. Why didn't he do it? Well, because he's he's not smart enough to figure it out or or something. You know? Oh, he's called his players fat in the past, dumb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but do you, think, do you think some of that is shtick, Mac? With him, it could yeah. be. Because you kind of get you kind of get used to a guy like that. In other words, okay, well, he's going to probably say this or this or this, but it's just, you know, don't worry about it. And I, I tell you what, now, I knew some guys that worked for him that were defensive coordinators, and, I, and they did not like him. Did not? He, why? Just personality-wise? or Well, just because he would take the best players and put them on offense. And then the defense would get – kind of what's left over and and uh one guy i knew he worked for him for seven or eight years and uh, i tell you what he did not in fact i ran into him at fresno state and i would watch him practice and i knew this guy for years and i said well hey how was it working for so i said oh that guy's a tough guy to work for and uh, he expects you to come out with with you know, you, you don't have the the best guys, but he expects you to come up with something that's that's really positive. And uh, so I could just I remember him telling me stories about his wife was real sick, and he needed a couple of days to be with her. And head coach said no. Ooh, you know, I mean, I could you know it. it I can't remember the whole conversation. It's a long time ago, but it wasn't. And he had, he had, either resigned finally. He said, "I just couldn't work for that guy anymore." You know, mm. and um, so, you know, there's there's a lot of guys that are really hard to work for. You know, I mean, this because it it, it becomes it's such an ego job. You know, right? And it and and uh, sometimes your ego is bigger than the job, and you you think sometimes you're untouchable because you're you're a self-proclaimed genius. Mm-hmm. The self-proclaimed geniuses are those guys who play. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and the coaches are along for the ride, and hopefully you can put the players in the right place to succeed. And give them the best chance to to show what they're made of. Mac, do you think that the coaching profession uh, attracts a certain personality, a certain kind of kind of person, or, or do you think that it is ego driven to some extent, maybe more so than on average, or or not? Well, well, it used to be in the old days. It was a kind of a thing where you you earned your way up the ladder, but nobody gave you anything, and you started working for peanuts. And and you hope that you, you could get the popcorn, and then hopefully you get the steak dinner, <laughs> you know, and through through hard work and dedication and succeeding, you know that's what you hoped, and that that you could keep going forward, and that the product or the people you coached on film showed what you were capable of doing as a coach, or the kids that you recruited show that you were, but. And now it's a little, it's a little different because 
some people think it that it's a, it's a given thing. You know, in other words, hey, I played here. I deserve to be here. You know, it's it's uh, it's 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 my time. Yeah. You know, but uh, there's really no easy way to do it. You know, I mean, we. I mean, my journey was interesting because the first three jobs I had, I took huge pay cuts to take a, to take actually a, a better job, but then you start down at zero. Again. Right. And then I think the fourth job I had, it's the first time I ever got a, a bump in pay. So my wife had to pick up the pieces, basically. Because she had to make up for whatever financial you lost by, right? Because so, so she could always figure, okay, you're gonna get paid this amount, so I have to make this amount so we can pay our bills. So it was always her figuring out how much money she needed to make to make sure we could pay our bills. And so and uh, so she'd always get a job according to what she had to make. It's uh, I'll say this: it's nice to have a spouse with a, a nice earning potential. Now, <laughs> well, she had I tell you what, she had a variety of jobs. Believe me, over the yeah. years. All right, we'll get to more football Friday coming up right around the corner, live from the warehouse, eighteen twenty-five South, three hundred West. It is the Big Show, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty, the Zone. Breaking down the Utes, Cougars, and the Aggies. This is Football Fridays with Alema Harrington and Ron McBride on The Big Show. Presented by Stonehaven Dental on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's difficult to say because you saw a pretty tough football team play a very soft football team. You know, and it's difficult to say how tough Utah is because they had token resistance on both sides of the ball for us. And, um... Well, we're a very soft team. You know, we get a lot of good press. We like to read it a lot. Uh, We like to pat ourselves on the back. Um, You know, and if we get any resistance, we fold. And what's amazing about this is um, uh, most of these guys were on the same team last year that was a tough team. Last year's team was a tough team for us. Um, And uh, we got nearly the same guys, and now all of a sudden they're not tough. You know. They're fat, dumb, and happy and entitled. You know, and you run your mouth in your little column and stuff like uh, some sanctimonious troll where, you know, you've never been fair or even-handed with us, so I really don't care what you think. That's 50% stupid. little Mike Leach highlight package there, courtesy of uh, Austin Horton. That one after the Utah game last year. Well, they, I, I, I was at that game. Yeah, and he's right. <laughs> fat, dumb, and entitled. They, they were fat, dumb, and entitled because they looked like they didn't want to be there. Well, he he said as much. They're fat, the dumb, and happy, and entitled. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he. I mean, I mean, I'm sitting. You know, I got that seat in the end zone where I sit in my chair and I got good looking, at it and they look fat, dumb, and happy. <laughs> and he's right. <laughs> Well, I I just don't know how wise it is to to do that at your press conference, though. Well, (laughs) isn't it pretty amazing that his career started with he was in grad school at BYU and Lavelle let him hang around? Well, Lavelle told me because I asked him, he said, he said, I hardly knew the guy. He was around, but he said, I hardly knew the guy. Hmm. Pretty amazing because he's I mean, he certainly had success. Oh, hey, you know. You can't take that away from him because the guys had a lot of success, and 
you know, everybody now is, is dropping eight and rushing three against them. And so the quarterback from Stanford is not is – is, Costello. Is, yeah. Not, yeah. Not good enough – or the receivers aren't good enough to, to, to get to the open areas or whatever. And then they bring the freshman in, who's probably going to be pretty good. So they're he's gonna he's gonna they're gonna struggle through this first year, but then he'll get people to fit what he's doing, you know, the receivers and that type of stuff. Gordon and I uh, talked about this with Leach, and it, you know what's weird? Throughout his career, he has all these big wins, and then he follows it up with horrible losses. This year, it was they beat. Uh, LSU right out of the gate, right? And then they turn around. And, Gordon, do you remember what it was? They gave Arkansas. Arkansas got its first SEC win in, was it two years, three years? <laughs> yeah. I mean, why why does that happen to, to teams in general, but well, they, his well, team? Arkansas dropped eight and rushed three. So they figured it out. They figured it out. And, and, uh, and, 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 and the quarterback couldn't find the open guy. You know, I mean, it was just – and 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 usually when you when you drop three, when you rush three and drop eight, all of the underneath stuff should be open, the five to seven yard. So the deep stuff is not going to be open like it's against man, right? Right. So so then you have to be patient hmm. and take it five to seven yards to eight yards at a time, and a lot of times the quarterback loses patience. Because he wants to get the ball downfield. Right. He wants the highlight. He wants to, you know, the girls yeah. to notice him. Of course. Well, I don't know if he wants the girls to notice, him, but he he wants to get, you know, he wants to get a chunk. Because one week he throws for throws for six hundred and fifteen, and the next week he throws for one hundred and seventy five. Yeah. You, you know that was Gordon and his intramural football team just wanted to go deep to to impress oh, the females all the Isn't time. Right, that... uh, all the time. Uh, but Mac, I want to ask you about that uh, that three and drop an eight because BYU has sort of favored that a little bit. Uh, but against Houston, uh, they changed things up in that second half. They were getting sliced up with that passing game, and uh, Clayton Toon was uh, taking it to them. But then they 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 tightened things up a little, man coverage here and there. Were you surprised to see that, and why did that work so well? Well, I think they needed to make a change because they were getting chewed up, you know, and uh, and so it being having the fourth guy in the box, I think helped them, and uh, I think it was a smart move on their part. So it 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 uh, it was. It was really good. I mean, a year ago, when they played SC at at and one, yeah, at, uh, and, and they they were dropping eight and rushing three, and uh, that kid had all kinds of trouble after the, that first drive. He just went down and scored, but after that, SC was dead dead in the water, yeah. and and it seemed like, you know, he wasn't patient enough to take what he was given, and uh, you give BYU credit because they kept everything in front of him. And say, if you want to score on us, you're going to have to earn it. You know, we're not going to give you, we're not going to give you the easy score. Uh, coming up next, we have another local team playing this weekend. We do, hooray! Love it. We will talk about that uh, coming up next. But we are live at the Warehouse, 1825 South, 
300 West. That is the voice of Tom, who's on with us once again. Uh, price is so low. It'll blow your mind. What's going on, Tom? I've got a Coach Mac deal. All right. Coach, okay. look at this nice recliner right here. Show him that arm. Show him the other side. The sofa has it. The love seat has it. We're going to do all three pieces. So five recliners, and it has a pop-out cup holder. Okay. So when you, when your wife's saying, oh, I don't want that ugly cup holder, you just close it. But when you're sitting down to watch the game, it's got a cup holder. Close that. Close that. You don't even know it's there. Pretty sweet. It's a $2,600 deal. I'm going to take 1000 bucks off. I'm going to do the entire set. Sofa with two recliners. Okay. And two cup holders. Love seat, two recliners, two cup holders. A rocker recliner with two cup holders. Fifteen ninety nine. All that for fifteen ninety nine. Fifteen ninety nine. Wow. That is this week's Coach Mac special, I and like you can't it. get better than that. I like it. That's amazing. That is it. That is How's incredible. Look at look at Vidal. That guy. That that's relaxation embodied right there. If you come in, don't ask Vidal to model it because he's, like, not the prettiest thing. <laughs> oh, come on now. But we can ask Naomi. Uh-huh. Naomi is pretty. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, so, so come on down. Coach Mac special. That's, that's, hey, in, that's hey, incredible. Ask, ask for Naomi. Skip Vidal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vidal has a face that only a mother could love, and he looks like an orphan. That's well. His, his wife probably thinks he's good looking. As yeah, his, his dad paid her. <laughs> hey, Vidal's a good dude. Uh, we love Vidal. I'm just joking. That's an amazing deal. So come take advantage of the Coach Max special because that's that's incredible. That's a lot. All right, 1825 South, 300 West, or go see Uncle Clayton, 86 East University Parkway down there in Orem. More of Football Friday next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.